0: Welcome to Business English Pod, a great way to improve your English skills on the go.
1: Showing Empathy in Business Situations Empathy is the ability to understand how someone else feels by imagining yourself in their position. The ability to show empathy is a very important social skill in making and maintaining friendships. In business, too, it is important to be able to show empathy with customers, clients, and even coworkers, particularly when dealing with disputes, complaints, and other negative situations. You're much more likely to be able to resolve a problem with someone if you show them that you understand their position and how they feel. Some people are naturally empathetic. Others have to actively work on developing the skill. There are a number of useful techniques for showing empathy which we'll look at in this podcast lesson. In the following situation, Mary discusses a problem with her colleague, John. Hey, John. Hey, Mary. Are you okay? You seem upset.
2: I feel so down.
1: Why? What's the matter?
2: I just had my annual review with my boss and it didn't go well.
1: I can understand why you would be upset about that.
2: He told me that I waste too much time and that I'm too slow in getting my tasks completed.
1: It's not very nice to hear comments like that, is it?
2: No, it's not. I've been working for this company for nearly ten years now. I get no appreciation for that fact.
1: I'd be upset, too. What else did he say?
2: That if I don't improve my work, they might transfer me to another department.
1: How do you feel about that?
2: I don't know. Maybe a change would be good.
1: Perhaps it would. You could make a fresh start. But I'm sure it won't come to that. If you like, I could help you with your work. I'll be here if you have any problems.
2: Thanks for your help and for listening.
1: As soon as John sees Mary, he can feel there's a problem. He points this out by saying, Hey, Mary, are you okay? You seem upset. This technique is called reflecting. Here, John is reflecting on how he sees Mary is feeling. Depending on the situation, you could use phrases like I can see that you're really upset about this. You don't seem to be very happy at the moment. Or you look down. What's the matter? Now let's listen to how John responds when Mary explains her problem.
2: I just had my annual review with my boss and it didn't go well.
1: I can understand why you would be upset about that. The technique John uses here is called legitimizing. When legitimizing, you put yourself in the other person's position and make comments to show them you understand their feelings. Here are some phrases you could use in other situations. I'd be upset too. I'm sure that irritated you. I can understand your concerns. I can see how hearing those comments might annoy you depending on how a conversation flows. You may need to use the same technique over and over again. What technique does John use next? Let's listen.
2: He told me that I waste too much time and that I'm too slow in getting my tasks completed.
1: It's not very nice to hear comments like that, is it?
2: No, it's not.
1: John is legitimizing again, but this time he varies his phrasing by adding a question tag to the end of a sentence. Question tags encourage listeners to agree with what we're saying. And by agreeing in this case, Mary can see that John understands how she feels. This has a calming effect on her. And that's the main purpose of empathy, to calm someone down or to help diffuse a difficult situation. As Mary continues to explain her reasons for being upset, John continues to legitimize. Let's hear their next exchange.
2: I've been working for this company for nearly ten years now. I get no appreciation for that fact.
1: I'd be upset too. Once again, John lets Mary know how he would feel in the same situation. In other situations, he could have said, I'd be angry too. I'd be frustrated too. I'd also be annoyed. I'd also be upset. In their final exchange, John is helpful in a different way. Let's listen again. Perhaps it would. You could make a fresh start. But I'm sure it won't come to that. If you like, I could help you with your work. I'll be here if you have any problems.
2: Thanks for your help and for listening.
1: First of all, he points out the positive aspects of a departmental transfer rather than dwelling on the negative aspects which are worrying Mary. Then he uses a technique called Partnership building. He says, If you like, I could help you with your work. In using this technique, John is offering to work together with Mary as a team to solve her problems. In another situation, John might have said, Maybe we can focus on. Let's see what we can do to resolve this problem together. Finally, John uses what we refer to as a supporting statement. He says, I'll be here if you have any problems. When making a supporting statement, you are offering support in a specific way. Here are some other supporting statements. Just give me a call if you ever need any help. If you are unhappy here, I am here to discuss it with you. Supporting statements are comforting to the listener because they know they are not alone and have someone to turn to for help in the future. In the next situation, Stephen makes a complaint to Nancy, a customer service representative, about a faulty washing machine he purchased. I have a complaint about one of your employees.
2: Oh, please tell me all about it.
1: Well, I purchased this washing machine about two months ago, but it has given me nothing but problems. When I explained this to the salesperson, he told me that there was nothing he could do.
2: I can definitely see why that would be frustrating. Do you have your sales receipt?
1: No, I don't. I didn't keep it. That's another thing. He said that I was careless for losing it.
2: I'm sure that irritated you. It's okay. I can help you without it. Could I have your name, please?
1: Stephen Fisher.
2: Just a moment. Stephen Fisher of 31 California Drive? Yes, I see your name here in our computer. It looks as if you bought the machine second-hand, Mr. Fisher. I can understand your concerns, but it states very clearly in our sales policy that second-hand machines are not covered under our warranty plan.
1: I understand that, but the machine never worked. It never once finished a load of clothes without breaking down. I realize it's not under warranty, but it never even worked properly from the start.
2: I see. Well, let's see what we can do to resolve this problem together. Thank you. I'll just need to call my supervisor first, explain the situation to her, and see what she says.
1: In this situation, a customer has a complaint about a faulty washing machine. The problem is that the machine was purchased second-hand, and second-hand machines aren't covered under the company's warranty plan. These are often difficult situations for customer service staff to deal with, because on the one hand, They know the customer has a good reason to be angry or frustrated, and on the other hand, you are obliged to follow company policy. Customer Service Representative Nancy first asks Stephen to tell her about the problem. Let's listen to their first exchange again. Well, I purchased this washing machine about two months ago, but it has given me nothing but problems. When I explained this to the salesperson, he told me that there was nothing he could do.
2: I can definitely see why that would be frustrating. Do you have your sales receipt?
1: The first thing Nancy does is show reflection by putting herself in the customer's position and stating how she thinks he must feel. She says, I can definitely see why that would be frustrating. Stephen doesn't say that he's frustrated, but his tone of voice indicates that he is frustrated after a dissatisfying experience with another customer service representative who clearly showed no empathy with his situation. Stephen is pleased that someone is listening to him and seems to understand how he feels. Nancy uses the same technique in their next exchange. No, I don't. I didn't keep it. That's another thing. He said that I was careless for losing it.
2: I'm sure that irritated you. It's okay. I can help you without it. Could I have your name, please?
1: When Nancy said, I'm sure that irritated you, she is reflecting again. Next comes the difficult part for Nancy. She knows that Stephen has a good reason to complain, but she needs to point out the terms of the purchase agreement, even if Stephen won't like it. Let's see how she does it.
2: It looks as if you bought the machine second-hand, Mr. Fisher. I can understand your concerns, but it states very clearly in our sales policy that second-hand machines are not covered under our warranty plan.
1: I understand that, but the machine never worked. It never once finished a load of clothes without breaking down. I realize it's not under warranty, but it never even worked properly from the start. First of all, Nancy uses the legitimizing technique when she says, I can understand your concerns. However, she follows this with a contrasting statement introduced by the conjunction, but. This allows her to state her company policy. In other similar situations, she might have said, I can see how you feel about this, but according to the terms of the contract, I understand your reasons for feeling upset. However, our company policy states that in these situations, we must point out what is legally acceptable and what is not legally acceptable to the company. However, depending on the situation, nature of complaint, etc., Some flexibility is often possible. Nancy doesn't just state her company's policy and say that's the end of it. There's nothing she can do. She's still listening. Let's hear their final exchange. I understand that, but the machine never worked. It never once finished a load of clothes without breaking down. I realize it's not under warranty, but it never even worked properly from the start.
2: I see. Well, let's see what we can do to resolve this problem together. Thank you. I'll just need to call my supervisor first, explain the situation to her, and see what she says.
1: First, Nancy shows Stephen that she will work with him to find a solution to the problem. She's not saying no at this point. She's showing that there might be some flexibility on the company's part. She says, well, let's see what we can do to resolve this problem together. Stephen shows his appreciation for this by saying thank you. Although Nancy may not be able to give the customer what he wants in this case, she has successfully diffused a difficult situation by listening to the customer and by putting herself in his position and showing him empathy. The customer is calmer and appreciative that he's being taken seriously and being listened to. Even if he doesn't get what he wants, there's a good chance that his customer loyalty will be retained.
0: That's all for this Business English podcast lesson. We hope you enjoyed listening. Business English podcast is part of Workplace English Training e-magazine. To access the podcast transcript for this and other Business English podcast lessons, you'll need to subscribe to Workplace English Training e-magazine at www.workplace-english-training.com. Workplace English Training eMagazine is a monthly interactive online magazine focusing on all aspects of business English training. It is suitable for pre-intermediate to advanced level learners. Each issue of the e-magazine is packed with interactive lessons to help you improve your business writing, speaking, listening, and vocabulary. Learning is challenging yet fun. Here's that subscription address once again, wwwworkplace english hyphen